0: The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and West Coast Windows. God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. do, do. My God. Well, good morning, everybody, all across the ACN network. Have you got coffee? Have, are you up and about? Are you shopping? What are you doing this bright and early morning across eastern and central Washington and northern Idaho? I've got my coffee. I'm getting ready. I can't believe, I can't believe it. Um, we have, what does this mean? The 16th, so we have oh, nine days till Christmas. Um, it's amazing. This this end of the year always goes fast. This, uh, the the fourth quarter, time when family comes, we had Thanksgiving, had a great time over Thanksgiving, got a chance to go see the kids, and now uh, our first child, our middle child, um, is on the quarter system in school, is home um, for the holidays, for Christmas and New Year's, and then our oldest one, who's 26, and our youngest one, um, will be coming next week, so on the 22nd, so we're coming up very soon, so Exciting, it's amazing to me as an adult, as a father, that I get really excited to see my kids, even more so in some ways, than when they were little. Of course, they were with us when they were little, but um, when your adult kids want to come home, it is a tremendous blessing. So anyway, good morning to you all. Uh, Welcome to the show, it's called In My Opinion. I am your host, Marty McClendon. You can hear past broadcasts on... Um, your podcasting sites, whether it be iTunes or Anchor or Spotify or um, Amazon Music and so forth. Most places I've, I've rebroadcasted after the show airs across the radio airways. We take the program, download it, and then upload it into um, basically Spotify who broadcasts it to other podcasting sites. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can all reach me as well by email at morning.com show, Marty at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. We have the, in my opinion show there on Facebook as well. Uh, I love it when you, you know, reach out and you send messages, when, uh, you pray and so forth. So thank you very much. Uh, we, uh, want to pray for ACN and Tom and, and the whole network and all the different broadcasters on the, on this station and these stations across central and, and Eastern Washington. Um, what a ministry it is, and what an opportunity and what a blessing it is to come to you every week and talk about politics, talk about culture, talk about real estate, talk about family, talk about things that are um, affecting our way of life and so forth. But as always, I want to make sure that we honor God. And so if, if Without God, we wouldn't have breath. Without God, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Without God, we wouldn't be able to handle some of the things that life throws at us. I was thinking this morning, um, before I came in on the radio, this last two years has been dramatic. We've gone through a lot of things. I mean, for some that know me, know that my family's gone through a lot medically. A son that's had leukemia twice, a wife that's had breast cancer or brain injury. We've had uh, financial issues, we've had campaigns, all kinds of stuff that would just normally crush you, but uh, God's used it in a way to open doors, to be a blessing to us. Uh, And to use that to strengthen us for other things, Um, miscarriages and so forth. We've had a lot. Um, The last two years, um, I think we moved. We had, my lost my um, dad first, and then I lost my mom just a year later. So we're dealing with the the estate still and the probates. It's like two years in. So my mom passed away in May of this year. Um, But you think, and I changed jobs from one company to another company. Um, it just, it's interesting. Those are all stressors, if you will. And yet, praise God, we're doing good. Kids are doing good. Family's doing good. Um, it's amazing that we can handle any of this without the grace of God. And so praise God that, um, he is it's faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and that we have hope for tomorrow when today sometimes can be really, really tough. And I know during the holidays, during the, Uh, Thanksgiving, um, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, um, people get kind of depressed. Well, a matter of their family is not going well or finances or the inflation and all the things in the world. So we're praying for those as well. Um, In this time, it's a time of giving. It's a a time of blessing, but it's also a time of strength. So uh, Lord, give us strength to uh, not only survive, but to thrive and to launch in the 2024. 2024 is not promised. Um, it's only a couple weeks from here. Um, so let's rest in a moment, enjoy the time, honor and praise the Savior, um, be thankful for the blessings in our life, and then be optimistic about the future because God's in the future as well. So anyway, that's not the verse for the week. We always want to honor God, though. And so this week's verse is, if I can find it here, it's Colossians, the book of Colossians, um, or a letter of Colossians, if you if you want to be epistle of Colossians, if you want to be accurate, um, chapter three, verse seventeen. That is Colossians chapter three, verse seventeen. This is the letter from Paul to the church in Colossus. Uh, if that makes any difference, okay. I'm using the amplified version. That's Colossians chapter three, verse seventeen. It says, and whatever you do, remember, the Amplified version has the extra parentheses type stuff. So I'm going to read it in the Amplified and the ESV just to get a comparison for you. The Amplified says, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on him, giving thanks to God the Father through him. All right, that's the amplified, amplified Version. And now the English Standard Version says, and whatever, what, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And for those King James fans out there, I'll do it one more time. This is, it. Well, again, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, in the King James Version. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. I'm gonna have some commentary. That's what I do in the show. Like comment on things. I I make uh, share my opinion on things. Um, the scripture there. It's it's interesting here we're supposed to do, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Um, then there's a verse from Romans eight twenty eight where it says that. that God works all things for our good and his glory for those called according to his purpose and those who love him. It's interesting there, because on one hand, God's going to take whatever we've done, whatever mess we've made, and work it for our good and his glory. Uh, The other one says that we can do all things, all things, um, through Christ. because We're dependent on Christ. Then we have this verse that I shared today. Colossians says that whatever we do, whatever in word, whatever we say, and whatever we do, we do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. The thing that strikes me is, um, if you're doing everything in the name, indeed, um, of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is he's our Lord our Savior, right? Um, we die to ourselves daily and so forth. But if we're doing everything in his name, we're going to be a lot more mindful about what we're saying and what we're doing. Uh, it's just that natural thing. Like, whoa, doing it in the name of Marty... I can probably say some things I probably shouldn't say. I could probably think some things I shouldn't think. I could probably do some things that we'll probably uh, shouldn't be doing. But what if I do everything in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, to honor God, um, as the verse says, then I'm not going to do those things because I'm not going to do it in his name. It's interesting. You're like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Jesus wouldn't do that. The old, what would Jesus do, right? That's, uh, that's interesting how that verse Reminds me, and I'm not sure if it reminds you that of that as well. It's not about being; it's I guess it's being convicted. It's being reminded um, to be Christ-minded, to be the renewing of our mind by the by the reading of the word, the studying and praying. And as my co-host on my other show, on the Big Show, if you call it, with the hour-long show heard on these same stations every week, the Doug and Marty versus the World Show, Doug always talks about pray and read your Bible, you know, and the, the two way communication with almighty God. Uh, it's very simple. And I love the fact that my brother, um, Doug Bassler is, is he's so um, from a world standpoint, very rigid, but he's also very um, dedicated, devoted. Um, I, it, he's got his life in a balance, which is amazing between a business and, uh, a family of five kids, you know, two sets, basically, um, church, music ministry, and so forth, and radio with me and so forth, um, a way to really um, invest this time wisely. I, I, just, I, I think it's one of those things that I struggle with most is there's a lot of things that I want to do, a lot of things that I do do, but it's like keeping those in a, a cadence and an order, proper order so that not only are you maximizing your time, but you're maximizing the output of, of what you're doing, right? What you're, you're investing your time in things that have eternal value, and, you know? And that's, that's things that I admire in others that I don't have in me as much, things that I'm working on. Time management's always been one of those things, which reminds me, um, time. Uh, I posted something the other day about time, this construct of time. There are scripture verses, uh, references in scripture about time. We're told by God in the Bible to number our days. Why do you think he does that? Well, it's not to count our days and say, oh, we only have so many days left, let's enjoy them. No, it's, it's to be intentional about the time, the talents, and the treasure that we've been given, because we've been given these things not for ourselves, but for the kingdom and for God's will and knowing God's will about what we should do with our time, talent, and treasure. And then doing it is a part of that obedience and um, submission to the Lord. All very cool. There's reference to time about um, when all of heaven paused for about a half an hour when the seals were broken during Revelation. There's time reference in Scripture when... um, Almighty God paused the sun. They had to go back up the stair, basically go back an hour. Then there's the one where they, they paused the sun so the Israelites can fight for a whole day with and defeat the enemy without the sun going down at all. And there's been many, many, many studies where mathematicians have done sort of, you know, the math of time, if you will. And uh, to many of them, there's a day and an hour that is unaccounted for because it lines up with scripture. So even science and, and Bible, science, it, the whole idea of science is to explore, to test, and to um, to come to the truth, and the truth is Jesus Christ. Uh, and the more science, actual science, not money-derived der- science, the more we realize that the word of God is trustworthy, that the word of God is true, that the word of God is the word of God. That's infallible. So it's pretty amazing. But I I'm back to the time thing, so we have references where God references time. We know that God is outside of time. Uh, it says he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, which means he's always the same. We know that he's never had a beginning. He's always existed Okay, time. Uh, we know that we had a beginning, and we it says that our days are numbered. Our days are numbered. We know that he numbered the days of creation, one through six, and then he rested on the seventh day. So we know numbers are important. We know that there are seasons that are important when it comes to uh, the festivals. He marked the year, if you will, by these festivals in relationship to him, you know, and then the, the, the Passover and the uh, festival trumpets and all of piece of trumpet, sorry, and these Jewish festivals, but they're also tied to our faith in Christ, right? So uh, we know that there are seasons and times and even in Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything you know there's a season for everything so I'm not saying those times don't exist but I posted this thing about uh, what is time um, when you look at different cultures around the world you have um, Middle East I mean Middle Eastern but Eastern cultures um, that uh, they're a little bit more they still have a clock they still have time um, but being on time, being punctual is not a cultural norm because they're like, okay, it's the day we will get to it. And we're so in America, in America specifically in the West, if you will, um, it is, you know, it's very important to be on time. It's rude to not be on time. You know, and it's, there's a deadline for everything. This it's, it causes extra stress. I think that's what I'm getting to is this concept that, that, um, oh gosh, it was, uh, the 1600s, I think it is, where our current schedule of time um, with the division of 24 hours, um, the 60 minutes and 60 seconds and all that kind of stuff is fairly new to human history. Uh, and then playing around with the daylight savings time, um, jumping forward and jumping back, it does something to our system. So there's a, uh, a lot of people out there say time doesn't exist. It's a mental construct. It's a, a made up thing. In some cases, that last part, which is what I'm I'm talking about, is we manipulate it at our free will to be more productive in the workforce, to have more daylight, to um, measure sort of activities during the day. I think it adds stress. When you look at the times in the scripture, it's always in God's time. God is never late. He's not on a clock. and There are seasons to watch out for. He tells us to watch out for the seasons. He talks about talks to us about and reminds us in his word to watch for the signs like a birthing a woman or the harvest is, is, is growing and ready to, ready to harvest so there's 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 and he said to watch the stars in the sky for the seasons and for the signs of the times as well so we've got a lot of signals around uh, the passing of time we all age even in scripture God talks about um, back during Adam and and Eve and um, the the forefathers before the flood lived a thousand years. You know, so how do you measure a thousand years if you don't have some kind of time measurement? Well, okay. And then he said after the flood that uh, that uh, man would live 120 years, and that that's kind of like the thing. And most people, I think the oldest person on the planet right now is one thirty, 130, one thirty five. But generally, um, that's a long, long life around one twenty. Um, because of sin and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, stuff. And I'm looking forward to, uh, when these bodies are renewed, uh, by the presence of the Lord and we can live a lot longer, if that makes sense. Um, but once again, how do you measure that? And so even from there, I'm very, being very philosophical today. Um, a couple things. One, uh, God says in his word that his day is like a thousand years for us. And so, okay, um, so time is, is also, uh, it, it's got a, a different a meaning to different times or a different measure, if you will, um, when you deal with the holy, the eternal, and God, and us, right? So and we know that he's never late, so it's not on our time clock. We also know that there's a um, uh, an intentionality about being in the moment when we're so focused on um, the clock, the man-made clock, if you will, we miss what God's doing in the moment. So, I think what I'm doing today is encouraging you all not to be so stressed, to be intentional about the time you're in, but when you're in a moment, stay in the moment, um, and then not to be controlled by outside forces, but to be, but to be inwardly controlled with your relationship with Almighty God. I think that's, I think that's what we all need to be, is inwardly focused. Um, in our relationship, because if God's never late and we're in God and we uh, do all things in his name and indeed in Jesus' name, then we're in God's time and then we'll never be late. So I I just think that's really kind of cool. So I I love these deep, profound conversations around things like time and space and even time travel, right? Well, time travel is probably not biblical. And yet in scripture, there's all kinds of transportation. I mean, Trans- teleportation where they, you know, in, in spirit, they went there or, uh, Philip was talking to the, uh, the, the guy along the road and then was transported somewhere else. So there's some really, really cool spiritual stuff that's in the scripture that we still don't have a gr- handle on now. And I'm looking forward to having our mind opened when the Lord, when Lord does return, you know, and, and who knows? I mean, th- there are a lot of songs as we're looking, um, that the Lord's coming back uh, sooner than we think probably. So um, and I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna be tomorrow. I'm just saying that you know, many of the things, wars and rumors of wars have been around for a long time. The drying up the, of the Euphrates, it's happening now. That was a biblically foretold. Um, all of this things about the first return of Christ it happened, the second return of Christ, um, there's a lot of things that are in place that weren't in place before. Um, so be ready. It says today is the day of the Lord. So be ready today. That back to time to wrap this up in a bow is that's what it is, what it is right? We, we can't live in the past the past drags us down. We could be future looking, but we got to live currently right now. So literally, today's the day we got. We don't want to promise tomorrow. So um, let's ignore the, the time clock on the wall, but let's focus on the day to be present in the day that we're in. So I hope that wasn't too much for you all, but I want to encourage you all that in this time of of holidays, as we celebrate family, as we remember, the reason we celebrate Christmas is the birth of Christ, the sending of a Savior that God took on human form, came in frailty. didn't come as a uh, conquering king. He came as a babe in a manger uh, under persecution from his people, and to fulfill not only all the prophetic words of the Old Testament and to uh, to deliver a nation, but to deliver the world from their sin. I just uh, just uh, we forget in the midst of all these gift giving and time with family and so forth, why we're here and why we're celebrating. This is a holy day, holy times. The Jewish people are celebrating Hanukkah, right? The 12 days of Christmas, if you will. Um, All of this, and then, of course, the Muslims, and and then you have uh, all the different holy days, but only, only, you know, as we talk about it, we're celebrating Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who was born in a manger, sent to us to be a Savior, to give us a way to be restored to a relationship with Almighty God. So, um, that's a long time. I didn't plan on going that long on that, um, but I hope hope you guys... um, I'd love to hear your feedback on the whole time, uh, our time versus God's time, the world's clock, the, this man-made uh, clock, if you will, and then you have the God's timing. And I want to rely on God's timing. There's an interesting thing. I mentioned Israel. Um, there's a war going on, if many of you didn't know. That's kind of tongue-in-cheek there. Um, I saw a news article I wanted to share with you today uh, in the short time we have. um, and once again, we all are very aware that I believe that we have a commander-in-chief who's inept, that is mentally incompetent, that is being controlled by others. I really do believe that. He can hardly speak, uh, can't read a teleprompter, doesn't know where he is. It is it's, it's elder abuse in many cases. But the, the forces that are controlling him and the agenda are really harmful to America. I've talked about this many times. The open borders are making us left uh, safe, more fentanyl coming across, criminal elements, um, a financial burden, a spiritual burden. It, it is um, open warfare um, that is being um, encouraged by the Biden administration. You've got um, human trafficking that's rampant with uh, children and women and young boys um, um, and girls being uh, sold in sexual slavery. Uh, under our nose, rampant. We've got uh, crime in in these major cities. We've got um, inflation, which, you know, it's an election year, so you'll see some things lessen. Um, They're trying to fool us as Americans to reelect the criminals that are in power uh, that do this. So I say all that, and I also know that they're weak on the world stage because they're, you know, they've uh, removed sanctions on Iran. They've uh, allowed... um, Russia to be stronger. They've, you know, it's just amazing how weak we are um, with this administration, I believe, intentionally. So I say all that because you already know I have a bias. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. And I have a problem with the Republican Party as well. But I'm a, a political animal um, that sees everything through a, cons- a spiritual or a Christian worldview. Um, and I'm looking at things. But I'm looking at, you know, and I hate and I hate the enemy. Uh, of our soul, the enemy of our families, the enemy that would harm my children or your family or our country. And so I have an animus, if you will, against it as well. But the story is you have uh, Anthony Blinken, which is our Secretary of State. He is a a weak, doddering, uh, uh, just, anyway, um, went over to uh, Israel and is talking to Netanyahu and senior officials and as a ambassador, if not ambassador, but a spokesman for U.S. policy, the Biden administration, he's telling uh, Israel to scale back their um, um, scale back their counteroffensive in the Gaza Strip to do tra- strategic, strategic, sorry about that, strategic smaller strikes against Hamas leadership only. And so it's, it's interesting that we have a say in how Israel conducts their war. Um, that's, like, interesting to me. But also, it's like, how offensive can you be? Israel uh, just suffered one of the worst attacks in history uh, of m- murdering women and children unsolicited. They've been bombing in them and, and, and receiving bombs and it kind of turning the other cheek for a long time. But when you have Hamas and Hezbollah on two fronts, funded by Iran, their nearest neighbor, that literally openly says they want to wipe them off the map, destroy them, eradicate them as a people, it's not just about land, it's about destroying. They hate the Jewish people, okay? Absolutely hate. When they parachute in, come in by sea, come in by tunnels, and openly murder the Israels, uh, the Jewish state of Israel, has the right to defend themselves and to remove the threat, the threat of Hamas and Hezbollah, who cannot be converted. They cannot be, yes, Jesus can save anybody, but the point is, from a worldview, um, they have their view that this is a religious war, and there's no, no turning that around. So, that said, so they've hidden their, um, their weapons and their artillery and their troops under, underneath hospitals, by schools in the populace and the civilian population so that there will be civilian casualties, their own people, so that it makes Israel and others look bad on the world stage they're worried about how they look. Israel says, no, we're going to make sure that Hezbollah doesn't exist, every last one of it, and we're not going to stop and do these um, surgical um, strikes against Hamas' leadership. They've cut off the head multiple times and it just grows a new head. You've got to come to the root of the problem. Same thing happened. I'm going to say this, referencing into the, the show. During the Barack Obama administration, the, when they pulled out of Iraq and Afghanistan back, back then, you had the ISIS caliphate, weird, ugly head, beheading people, weakness growing all across the Middle East there uh, in terrorist fashion the terrorist state was winning because of the weakness and the vacuum and the void that was the vacuum that was created when they pulled troops out trump comes in within a few months by reasserting the strength of the us military isis was destroyed they weren't like oh weakened no we went in and eradicated isis out of the region and restored peace and led to four middle east peace treaties you know, with a, a with a strong America and a strong president, just um, that's us going in and doing our business. Can you imagine if Israel or uh, the uh, Russia or China says, you know, America, we want you to do small strategic strikes, but we want you to rein back in this uh, uh, counteroffensive? It just it doesn't make any sense. They have no we have no right to be speaking to them. And then um, when Israel Netanyahu tells uh, Blinken. Joe Biden's Secretary of State, that no, we're going to do our job, defend our people, and destroy these people. We're not going to do it in strategic ways. The Blinken says, we don't, th- we don't know if you have that much credit. I mean, basically social credit, whatever it is. That's a threat. A threat from our nation our, to our ally to control how they conduct their own war. Um, this is another reason Why I do believe that we have enemies of the state in office, and we have got to elect people that believe, not only have a righteous standing with the Almighty God, but believe in the Constitution, will follow the Constitution, and will restore um, um, sanity, first of all, and law and order in this nation. And that's why this next year, 2024, starting right now, as you wish you Merry Christmas, starting right now is the election for president, for governor, um uh, Congress for senate all the down the road make sure you get out and vote all right that's all I got for this week god bless and see you next week god is so big and so strong and so mighty there's nothing my but-